Coming up this week, Mater and Luigi get their holiday overlay. Disney Otterbox cases hit the parks. And despite our speculation last week, Pixar Pier is coming to California Adventure. Plus later, we talk about our favorite things <laughs> as the holidays prepare to hit the Disneyland Resort. All that next. From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 721, for the week of November 5th, 2017. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan the perfect Disneyland vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello everyone and welcome to the show. I am your host Tom Bell and I'm joined by my good friends Nancy Johnson. Hey! Mary Jo Mulata Willie. Hello! And Michael Bowling. Hey there, hi there, ho there. I wish I would have remembered to have a good right. Thor quote for this. <laughs> right. For the opener. Yeah, man. I, there are I, some good I ones. I think everybody has seen it but me. Great. Okay. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I saw it, as, gosh. I it, saw it so a special good. viewing fan Ooh, thing. They gave me a coin and a cup and popcorn. Oh, that's cool, Michael. That is yeah. neat. Was that, it was set up in your area? Or? A, it was. It was in Roseville. And it was a um, yeah. the 3D was incredible. Yeah, it was. on it really. Do I do I need to really go back well and done. watch the first Thor movie yeah. before I watch this? Or it always no. helps to know the continuity, okay. but you don't need okay. it for. I think this movie stands alone. Yeah, it's, I there think it's more entertaining okay. than. There's one joke that. Go ahead. There was only one I joke to watch the other movie. Okay. And and it okay. had to do with his right. ex girlfriend. Oh yeah, and that was just. I think it just explained why she wasn't in the film. That's all. That's all it was. Because it couldn't. Because she was making something else. Probably, but but or there was no reason for her to be in the film. It's probably more like it. But this is very different. It was very Guardians Mm -hmm. of the Galaxy in its humor, and 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 for me, because Thor has always been sort of a somber, serious character, so I think they tried to lighten him up a bit. I don't know. For me, it went a little too. Um, yes. Not, yeah. Yeah. Yes. It was really with the Hulk, and but it was just like after a while, I just thought, okay, okay, you're funny. We get it. It's cute. You know, you got a good banter going with everybody. But you know, let, let's move on. So I I got tired of the humor, but I I think I think it was something Thor needed, but it got a little much for me. But it was a great story, I thought, and good action scenes. And the action scenes weren't. Um, they weren't gratuitous. I mean, they added right. to the story. I thought there was a good antagonist. Um, Kate Blanchett was amazing. <clears throat> Loki was was good as a, you know the the mischievous you know sort of god of mischief kind of thing. So he doesn't um, disappoint in his mis- mischievousness, but no, but and you sort of you, but you never quite get a handle on him either. Uh uh-uh. Well, you're uh-uh. not you're, supposed to. He's Loki. You, yeah, yeah, you always hope, but I I am um, always going IMDb after I see a movie to see the notes, and they say that eighty percent of the dialogue was uns- huh. was off the cuff, really improvised. Yeah, well, that might explain some of the humor. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But- that's why I took it as this was just such a fun for me, was- a mm-hmm. fun movie as opposed to 
it it does move move the storyline along. Mm-hmm. But it, I agree with you, Michael. It it was different than the than the general feeling in the other Thor movies. But <laughs> dang, he did look good. So yes, I know. I thought of you when he, when they had Mary this shirtless Jones scene. Rouse. Yes, he's clearly been working out. And, um, but. Uh, it's no. going to be interesting to see where they go with this character because they've really um, just where, you know, where he is at the end, yeah. you know, and where everything is at the end. It's it's going to be interesting if well, there's Infinity a Wars, for, you know. Infinity Wars was such an intense comic book series because they're heading in the directions the comics went. So and it covered multiple books and it was quite the um quite the setup and yeah, some people it, it, will debate that you know debate the goodness or the badness of what it did to the marvel universe afterwards but it was definitely a an all intensive so they had to get everybody into the right position and that's right, basically cool. what this did yeah, yeah it's a and, definite change yeah so it's definitely worth seeing um St- of course stanley has his cameo which it really didn't add a thing to the film, and but they rarely do. They never and do. then, uh, and but but you have to stay for the end. There are, as usual, there's two extra scenes during the credit and credits, and uh, one of course sets up the next Just like James film. Bond. Yeah. So very cool. Mm-hmm. I forgot to say I I'm remiss that remiss. Um, hello to our friends listening live on Mixler. Hello Mixler. They always yes. add so much to the show. Try to keep me keep me laughing and unprofessional. See how they are. Um, if you want to listen and chat live, head over to Mixler.com, M-I-X-L-R.com, every Sunday evening starting at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Welcome to Not Daylight Savings Time. Hope you're not late or early or whatever it would have been for the show. <laughs> I can't do that math. um let's see any housekeeping i wanted to really uh a quick story that one of our listeners told me about when she was at uh, disneyland and grand and california adventure a couple of weeks ago this is um our friend uh krista and she rode guardians of the galaxy she wanted to ride it before she went on guardians of the galaxy monsters after dark so she Got in line. She got in the in the in the last. I think it was the last ride mm-hmm. before the changeover. And lo and behold, she's sitting down, and the uh, Joe Rody was right next. Wow. Was sitting next to her, along with this Disney exec who she looked up, which was the president of Disneyland, uh, Michael. Yeah, what's no, his last name? No, Cole Greatest. Cole Greatest. Yeah. No. Cole Greatest. That's Grazer. right. Yes. <laughs> so he was sitting name. next to Krista and. Joe Rody was on the other side of her and she was silver clamped during the whole the whole ride. I don't know if she really took it in because she was so mesmerized by the two of them. So you never know what Disney uh ex- stars or execs you know will will be on an attraction with you. But she she told me she goes she she couldn't really right, tell yeah. anybody at home because they wouldn't have got it. But but it was just such so Disney such a cool experience thing. for her and she yeah, and, and yeah. they did ask her how she enjoyed the attraction. She was able to tell him. I I, I don't <laughs> think she gushed quite, but she was able to tell him. Well, especially she since Rhodey was responsible so. for the attraction. Very so, cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. E- exactly. And she knew that. 
So when she recognized him to be writing, Mm -hmm. she was beyond thrilled about that. But I just thought that was a really fun story to share Mm -hmm. of what can happen when, you know, you never know. Any other housekeeping? Yeah. Well, no, just um, Carol and I, we went to the uh, Walt Disney. Oh, I'm sorry. We went to Lasseter Family Winery today. They had a members event. It was an absolutely just beautiful day. We had a great time. A number of dessers were there uh, to, and said hi. But what, you know, we've had the fires, you know, up in Northern California and in that area, we were completely unprepared for what we saw when we were driving there the the devastation was we couldn't even wrap our minds around it it was just we drove past wineries that were completely burnt down and rows and rows and rows of houses just gone and um and you know sonoma itself was saved and there were uh, and they didn't think they were going to save the town and you know so there's signs everywhere thanking the responders and all that but then there's this road that leads to the winery and everything was gone there was like one house that was saved and apparently the people stayed and and you know just kept wetting it down and you know we saw people out there in like white you know painters outfits just sitting through ash trying to find anything and other people taking photos but there was nothing but chimneys and burnt out cars and it just went on and on i mean hills and hills just black and it went right up to the last sitter property i mean like right to the property and there was even some buildings like ollie johnston's um his train depot that you know john lasseter bought that burnt they lost that and everything that was inside of it yeah, and um, you know the and it's just it, it just boggles the mind, and and just the extent that this fire was, and we only saw a small part of it. So, you know, so we're certainly you know we know people that have lost you know their homes, and so we just you know still you know our prayers, thoughts, and prayers go out to everyone that you know were affected by it, and for the people that you know risked their lives to save you know others and their property. But it was, it was, um, yeah, it was, it was very overwhelming to yeah. see all that. I bet. Yeah. Uh, any other housekeeping? I or went to you? the Once Upon a Time convention you, so in Burbank, about, California this weekend. Or something, and that it's so close that you should have. I was. Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah, and I finally <laughs> made up my mind about Friday night. <laughs> So I once finished the work day, I drove over before registration closed. So I missed all of Friday's activities. Um, those were um, the you know some of the actors who played the dwarves and stuff. But I did go for Friday night's oh, karaoke session with. Um, Beverly Elliott, who played Granny, and Michael Coleman, who played one of the dwarves, and and um, uh, Raphael Sabarge, who played Jiminy Cricket, was there, um, and a couple other people. I'm trying to remember who else. Oh, um, the gentleman, Chris, I can't remember his last name, who played uh, Mr. Smee, who is actually much younger than you would think he was. Which is kind of interesting. It, it it just amazes me how they yeah. can age people up and down mm-hmm. so wonderfully. Um, but um, that was really, really fun. They, they basically had you during the daytime put your name in the hat to go up. And then you'd get picked to go up on stage and do karaoke with, uh, right. you know, whoever in the celebrity batch 
would do with it, it with you. And they uh, they had their um, their house cover band mm. named Samurai Fish, um, you know, play also, you know, in between stuff. Really, actually, fun band. Um, they're based out of the valley here, and really great guys. Um, and Chris Gothia, thank you for a last and for for throwing that in the chat room. Um, and then um, Saturday's group, um, everything was hosted Saturday and Sunday by Lee Ehrenberg, who is our uh, favorite. Yep. Um, and lots of fun. He he played harmonica with the with Samurai Fish as they did in between. They did a little number in between each um, each celebrity coming out to talk. And uh, yesterday um, was gosh, oh Jennifer Morrison, Colin O'Donohue, um, and who else? I'm trying to remember. Oh, and of course Emily Draven. So um, we had Bell and Emma and Captain Hook, and uh, Colin is much more nervous when you get him up a, there without how a, big of a crowd. Were we talking uh, without a moderator, I mean, like D twenty three. Um, we're talking a but few not like hundred D23 people. Not like D twenty three big, right? Not as big. You know, we're okay. still talking hotel ballroom, but good sized hotel ballroom. I'd okay. say there were about four hundred people, maybe. Um, and you know, there were different levels of people who um, different levels of right. attendance you could pay for um there's of yeah. course the vips yeah. got everything they got special chat sessions um there were about 12 people who paid like the vip price which was close to a grand and they got all the chats all the photo ops all the autograph sessions everything and then a special um a special reception room for them where they could go hang out and so, other so special little part? things here and there um okay. today was pretty amazing um i i did i paid for two separate things um i paid for or i should say two additional right. things besides my um copper attendance which gave me a set fixed seat so i didn't have to, the one cool thing not like d23 <laughs> you could have a reserve seat or and you could come and go and you know everybody got a seat yeah. at the event which was fun um that was nice um I paid for an autograph from Emily Duravan. She is very, very sweet and very, very tiny. So you might have remembered her from both Lost and Paying Bell. Playing Bell. Actually, a lot of Lost folks hmm. are on Once Upon a Time. Um, every, I, it was funny because um, one of the things today was Rebecca Mader, um, Beverly Elliott, um, Lee Ehrenberg, and. Um, and of course, Lana Perea. That was the big and the big finale. Um, my gosh, out of everybody, Rebecca Mater and Lana Perea had the best discussions. So much fun. And Beverly Elliott came up and sang like here and there all long stuff. I missed last night's concert. They actually did a cast concert where wow. they had most of the guests um, come in and do performances. Um, oh, um, Gil McKenney, who played Prince Eric on like three episodes, he um, he and Beverly Elliott are both, you know, professional singers as well. Um, and so they both did a lot of a lot of singing and stuff. He was there also at the karaoke night and at the concert. Um, he of was promoting he was. his latest CD. So, is this like an annual thing? Of course or? he was. 
this is an annual thing and actually they're on a tour right now which is going around the country so there will be it's done by um Creation Entertainment, um, which is creationent.net. If you just Google Once Upon a Time Convention, um, they'll they'll be kind of all over the place. So that um, I think they're going to Chicago. They're going to Jersey, I think. Um, okay. Just all over the place. Um, so, yeah. So you can find them and they'll have vendors that will sell photographs for the autograph sessions, um, lots of T-shirts, lots of artwork. A couple of the vendors from D23, one of the vendors definitely from D23, um, so who was actually two booths behind us or behind the diagonal from the Diz booth, um, was there um, selling its artwork and stuff. Um I think you bought something from them, didn't you? I was looking at it. Zoe really wanted a a poster from them, a Stranger okay. Things poster. But I never got something from them. I thought about it, though. But anyway, um, other than that, I mean, it was really fun. Oh, and my thing I did today was a, a picture with Lana Perea and uh, Rebecca Mater together. So they were super fun and super neat. And... I, I think about going again. It's definitely something to do with a friend. It's kind of awkward to do by yourself a little bit. I was kind of having some awkward moments, you know, of, of gosh, I feel really kind of alone and not sure what to do here. <laughs> but it was it was fun in the end. Um, it, it definitely different sorts of fan levels, very different from, from a D23 experience or a bigger con style experience. Was it more was it more low key? It was. It was more low key. Um, your access level to different, you know, different levels of the celebrities was different. Um, a lot of paying for extras. You know, the photo sessions weren't cheap, but they were done by a professional photographer. Um, so it's like going to a carnival versus Disneyland. Kinda. Kind of, yeah. There were lots of interesting Disney-style questions. Oh, what was your favorite Disney movie? If you could do a, dis a voice for a Disney movie, what would you do? Blah, blah, blah. There were a lot of questions like that. And a lot of people asking about... Like, Jennifer Morrison took a lot of questions about um, directing and acting. Because she's moving her career more in a direction. In a directing um, aspect. Whereas, you know, it's different from to hear from a lot of the characters like Emily Draven and just wrapped her experience with last week's episode. It was her final appearance on the show. So, you know, there were questions, people were asking questions about that. You know, how hard was that sequence to do versus other, you know, other times you've been on the show. So she, it was really interesting to hear about favorite scenes, pranks on the set, things like that. So kind of give a nice look at the the magic behind the right. you know the Disney production type things and all that. Very cool. Thank you, Nancy. Thank you. Any <laughs> other housekeeping? Um, Want to remind you if you are looking for a place to stay at the Disneyland Resort or in in the Anaheim area, uh, the Diz has a deal right now with the Anaheim Hilton. Um, saving you 10% off if you head to www.info.com and the Disneyland page. Look for the big ad for Hilton. You can save 10% off with a special code at the Anaheim Hilton, the Hilton Anaheim or whatever they're calling it these days. Uh, 
So anything else? If not, we will move on to news. Since Tony's not here, I will handle the duties. Um, let's see. Let's start with a quick happy note. Um, last year, Del- uh, Disney California Adventure quietly added a couple of holiday tunes to the rotation at Luigi's Rollickin' Roadsters in Cars Land. Well, this year, both Luigi and Mater will get the full holiday treatment. Uh, beginning November 10th, Luigi's Ooh. Rollickin' Roadsters will become Luigi's Joy to the World. And, and Mater's Junkyard Jamboree <laughs> turns into Mater's Jingle Jamboree. Uh, and of course, just as they did in Ooh. Halloween, both attractions will feature new holiday songs. And I'm not sure if these will be uh, just holiday makeovers of the songs they normally have or brand new songs. So we will find out on Friday. So these, these are fun that they're doing Yay. these. Um, and I, you know, last year I, there was like one or two holiday songs they added to Luigi. So, um, this, to have them be able to do this for for I can't imagine how well we'll talk about this probably in the next show but how to turn over uh Cars Land from the Halloween to the to the Christmas in was it 10 days or 11 days or something like that it's crazy um all right, uh, moving on. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to see if I want to... Let's do this this depressing story right here. Um, trying to shake things up a little bit. Last week, uh, maybe week before last, federal agents arrested a Disney Cruise Line cast member for embezzling more than $275,000 from the Walt Disney Company. Uh... The gentleman who worked uh, for two years as a in the retail stores aboard the Disney Wonder was taken into custody on custody on uh, last Friday when the ship returned to San Diego from a cruise to Mexico. So that's why this is uh, Disneyland related. This was a San Diego cruise. Uh, The gentleman allegedly used his access to the Verifone system to fraudulently obtain money, which he then loaded onto Disney gift cards. He used at least $35,000 of the money to take a family trip to Walt Disney World. According to prosecutors, he, he, uh, he confessed to the crime and is currently in custody, uh, pending a hearing at the hearing happened this week. So we'll have to see what. How sad right. for his family. You no, know, what a shock. I, they, they're, they're, they're having this, this great yeah. time and then well, their they, dad, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, so sad. And I, I know, I understand that they don't get paid all that well on the cruise line, but the 275000 is a lot of embezzlement. I, I was trying to figure out how he even did it because, you know, I worked right. as a Disney retail cast member yeah. for three years of my life. And, and it right. is very hard to yeah. fudge those systems and especially mm-hmm, the way they mm-hmm. do drawer counts yeah. and everything. Mr. Figures, I bet it doesn't happen again. Uh, yeah. It's a good thing they have those yes. security dogs. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> All right. Uh, in other news, 
Yeah. I didn't think she was laughing. All right. The Disneyland Resort <laughs> has confirmed a few more details of the Paradise Pier reboot that will permanently, they wanted to make sure you know it's permanently, transform the area into Pixar Pier, featuring several neighborhoods themed to different Pixar films. Uh, beginning January 8th, <clears throat> California Screamin' will close to begin a makeover to the Incredicoaster which will anchor a neighborhood themed to the Incredibles. Uh, the transformed coaster will feature a new mid-century modern style loading area, new character moments, and a new look for the ride vehicles, and it is expected to open next summer. Um, another neighborhood will be anchored around Toy Story Mania, while a third neighborhood will feature other Pixar stories, uh, with some of the games of the boardwalk being rethemed into Pixar characters. Uh, Mickey's face will remain on Mickey's fun wheel on that side. However, the gondolas Yay. will be themed to Pixar characters. So I guess uh, the fun wheel, games of the boardwalk are going to mm -hmm. be that third neighborhood. Uh, games of the boardwalk, Mickey's fun wheel, and some of the shops will close January 8th to begin their changeover. Mm. A neighborhood on the west end of the boardwalk, think Malibuomer, uh, anchored by a family-friendly inside-out attraction, will open later. That one is still to be uh, announced. Um, across the bay, Ariel's Grotto and the Cove Bar will close January 8th to be transformed into a new bar and grill. Uh, Cove Bar will reopen briefly in April before closing again to complete the construction. The remaining areas of Paradise Pier, including Paradise Garden Grill, Boardwalk Pizza and Pasta, Goofy Sky School, Jumpin' Jellyfish, Golden Zephyrs, Silly Symphony Swings, and The Little Mermaid, Ariel's Undersea Adventure, will become a new land called Paradise Park. Oh, I had it. I okay. I had totally uh, skipped Pixar over that Pier part. Will officially open. Well, not with all the attractions, I guess. Officially open on April thirteenth, <coughs> as the res entire resorts begins Pixar Fest. So, <clears throat> and I usually miss things, but did you mention no, King Triton's Carousel? They didn't mention King. Triton's they didn't Carousel. mention King Triton's Carousel. I'm according, yeah. uh, looking at the, but it's getting. Yeah, it's going to get yeah. rethemed, though. Is what I thought I heard somewhere. I think it's going to be in the Toy Story neighborhood. So we'll see what what happens with that. Yes. Um, <laughs> you know, I I am I'm kind of excited about um, the Incredibles coaster, only because I, I really enjoy the music of the Incredibles. So to have that in the coaster. I, I'm I'm not thrilled about this whole change. However, they did such a fantastic job with the Buena Vista, mm -hmm. you know, when they redid that. Uh, in my opinion, that um, I'll just I'll just wait and see. I, mm -hmm. It's going to be down for it's, that's such a large part of the park that's going to be down for such a long time, though. Yeah, my feeling is, as they say, you can put <laughs> lipstick on a pig, and it's still a pig. And as far as I'm concerned, they're just, you know, this is this is still an area of the park I rarely go to because it just doesn't resonate with me. So doing, you know, re-theming it doesn't do, do anything for me. 
And I mean, the, the, I think they kind of got the message from their last thing that um, they better say something about <laughs> Pixar Pier because people were spec- making their own ju- making their own stories about it, and so they released just a little mm-hmm. bit just to. So I, I'm sure there's still a lot more of information coming out. Yeah, probably. probably after the Christmas yeah. All right. season. Uh, one last story. Uh, this was up on our site. Um, I don't want to comment too much on this because uh, the people that commented got in trouble. Um, each year, the the L.A. Well, you'll, you'll hear oh. the story. Each year, the L.A. Times. Yeah, you know where I'm going. Oh, it's an extensive yeah. annual holiday movie yeah. preview featuring films from the uh, the movie studios in Hollywood. But this year's preview. Uh, most will notice that films from Walt Disney Studios are missing. The editor's note on the piece included an explanation uh, stating that it was due to a story that the LA Times published, taking a close look at the business relationship between Disney and the city of Anaheim. Uh, Disney found the story, apparently Disney found the story to be unfair. Uh, editor's note from the LA Times this year, Walt Disney Company Studios declined to offer the Times advanced screenings, citing what is called unfair coverage of its business ties with Anaheim. Uh, the paper will continue to review and cover Disney movies and programs when they are available to the public. Uh, Disney replied, we regularly work with news organizations around the world that we don't always agree with. Uh, the LA Times showed a complete disregard for basic journalistic standards. Despite our sharing numerous indisputable facts with the reporter, several editors, and the publisher over many months, the Times moved forward with a biased and inaccurate series wholly driven by a political agenda. We've had a long relationship with the LA Times, and we hope that they will adhere to balanced reporting in the future. Of course, this is related... This is related. Hmm. I read the, related I, to the article uh, about uh, Disney's mm-hmm. business ties to Anaheim um, that went in the LA Times. Okay. I read the article. It was a two-part article. I thought it was very well written. Was there anything in it that wasn't in anything we've discussed over the last yeah, I, few months on the show? Think I, not that I know. I, I didn't read the entire article, so I'm not sure, but. So you may know you may be at an advantage to me, but yeah. uh, I it I don't know. There wasn't anything in it that surprised me okay. when I read the articles. So I don't know. So I, I don't know who's right, who's wrong in this. All right, that is the news. Time for rapid fire. We will let Mary Jo go first because it's um, food. So this is this is kind of exciting. Um, Tom uh, put this on the Diz in our news section. The menus for the Festival of Holidays Food Marketplace is a California adventure have come out. And it looks like um, the prices are kind of the same as, as last year. Um, not Certainly not more than what they were last year. And some of the offerings are a little bit different. So there's going to be um, different food. Now, for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, let me just really quickly say uh, as you enter California Adventure and you go down the main thoroughfare I'll call it they're going to have different booths that offer tastes of different foods or small plates of different foods so you're, you're going to get the chip spreads and holidays spreads that's going to have chicken liver pate on toast with cherry jam and pistachios mm-hmm. uh, chorizo queso fundido with house made tortilla chips cranberry pear tart with rosemary infused cream and white chocolate dip lingonberry speculose cookie so speculose cookie yes 
um, and the mm-hmm. dray to the sauce, and you notice that each of the booths will have a thing to it. Uh, seared salmon fillet with lemon caper sauce, beef short rib with smashed potatoes and gravy. Um, I wonder if these are the same as the smashed potatoes we had before, Nancy, where it's not mashed, they just it's, mush it's like smushed. tater tots. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, sticky toffee pudding with brandy vanilla <clears throat> sauce. Uh, holiday eggnog cocktail with whipped cream and nutmeg. Um, that one's the, and the drinks are considerably more than all of the food items, just so you know. Spicy celebrations. Um, we have the Nashville hot fried turkey with dill pickles. Yum. Beef corn tamale a la plancha with spicy rojo sauce, mm. which is a red sauce on the on the uh, tamale. Spice peanut brittle, pomegranate yeah. margarita with a chipotle smoked sea salt half rim, mm. and f- I know that sounds really good. And the winter michelada with modelo negra and brown sugar rim. Ooh, that sounds the- really good too. <laughs> We're going to have to just try them. The bruise and bites, sliced spicy calabrese salami with crackers, and a warm Bavarian pretzel with whole grain Dijon mustard. Then you have the holiday duets, which is macaroni and cheese with cornbread crumbles. Excuse me, macaroni and cheese with cornbread crumbles. Warm polenta and chilled crab salad. Cookie butter and cheese. Oh, this sounds good. Cookie butter and jelly cheesecake. Holiday making mini cookies. Pomegranate mule with pomegranate seeds and rosemary spring. Worn chocolate float with whipped cream and brownie crumbles. Then they have the classic crocs and casseroles. The chana masala or chana masala with grilled garlic naan. Green baran and mushroom casserole with crispy onions. And the milk chocolate candy can pot de creme. Or is that pot de creme? Wait, is that supposed to be green baran or green bean? Yeah, yeah I, I'm betting that's supposed to be green yes, bean yes, and mushroom yeah, casserole, yeah. which is sounds, everyone's traditional. Thank you for that sounds that so out. much more logical. I know. Uh, on on the air. Then green barum, yeah. Yeah, because I eat that at Easter. <laughs> and, and everybody's heard it now. At the, at the booth called Blissfully Braised, there's braised pork belly adobo with garlic fried rice. We had something similar to that last year, so I'll be interested to see how this is different. The braised lamb cheeks with Mediterranean cauliflower. Oh, that sounds And good. the fruit and nut rugula. Lamb oh. cheeks? Which cheeks? The, up here. Not the, yeah, the facial cheeks. Okay, which cheeks? Okay, thank you. The facial cheeks. <laughs> Those are considered a delicacy on halibuts, too. Mm. On halibut fish, too. That's true. Uh, and twist on a tradition, we have the Reuben oh, potato smash with Russian dressing and rye toast crumble. That was delicious. They I have the butternut this. squash and almond pakora fritters. Chocolate yule log with candy chestnuts and clementine compote. Sounds good. Orjata fudge. That'll be interesting. Yep. Pumpkin spice float cocktail with cream liqueur, vanilla ice cream, and pumpkin seed brittle. You have to try everything ice cream. The frosty froze with frozen rose. Blue curacao and white cranberry juice with mint sprig. Yum. Then I like this one, the winter sliderland. <laughs> winter sliderland, we have the holiday ham slider with pineapple relish, roasted turkey slider with cranberry sauce, eggnog macaron, which we have to try, and the hot buttered rum with cinnamon stick. At Grandma's Recipes, we have the grilled chicken sausage with red beans and rice, beef brisket with brown sugar glazed carrots, sweet potato pie. Molasses gingerbread cookie, warm bourbon cider with bourbon infused marshmallow, 
and the Mary Cherry Pineapple Punch. <laughs> That's one hip salad. grandmother with that old bourbon <laughs> marshmallow. Hey, man. Family, her family was happy. <laughs> if I can um, figure out how to make them, I'll try it. That'd be awesome. <laughs> um, the Festive Holiday Extras has Brussels sprouts with goat cheese, cranberries, and bacon. Mm-hmm. Baked cheesy scalloped potatoes. Pineapple kasari with golden raisins and sherbet holiday punch. And then they'll have a Making Spirits Bright, which has a selection of wines. And a lot of the booths will have their own beers and wines that pair off with their with their various offerings. This starts this coming Friday, November 10th, and will go through January 7th. So um, lots of things to try during this holiday season. Okay, they Damn well better have hmm. a cookbook this year. I'm tired of the Food and Wine Festival in Florida always having a cookbook. And us never having a cookbook. We well, they, need a cookbook, especially with some of these items on here. Usually that, do you think that the, the booth or kiosk that they have over by Monsters, Inc. will have the holiday, um, will be set up with a lot of the holiday um, oh, offerings? Because yeah, yeah, they yeah. should sell the mud. The the sell right the across from the Sunset I'm, I'm hoping theater. that. The old Muppet store? Yeah. Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. Hopefully they'll have that set up with a lot of these holiday. Um, yeah. Like they'll have aprons, towels. Well, they have a. Uh, yeah, the, I'm like sure this. they will since they did during yeah. the last yeah. food and whiny sort of thing. Yeah. Maybe they'll I, have I the bet, cookbook. We'll have to try that, Nancy. I, I they better they have, have a cookbook. Um. <laughs> and and my typo my typo is fixed. So if you're listening on iTunes, edition. forget everything that Mary Jo said. Right. I, I just hit refresh and we'll see. <laughs> I'm so glad okay, so you, I, I, w- that you pointed I, that out. Yeah, thanks. So well, I I, this was that. Yeah, this was there this it was is. Friday late Woo! afternoon as we were getting ready to head out the door to to the Central Coast. So my wife was rushing home and was going to pick me up, and I'm like typing. And I, I tried to, I tried not to copy and paste. I try to like type it, and that's what happens sometimes. See how much I trust you, Tom. I just read what you write, thinking that it's Sucker. all good. <laughs> well, you know, it's a all right. I will go next uh, throughout both the Disneyland Resort and that Walt Disney World place. All DTEC locations will now offer Disney-themed OtterBox phone cases. Uh, this collaboration Woo! between the two companies promises to bring a ver- wide variety of case designs, starting with the classic Disney collection. will feature none other than Mickey and Minnie Mouse. Uh, the Disney OtterBox cases will be compatible compatible with iPhone 7 and 7 Plus and 8, iPhone 8 and 8 Plus to start. According to, um, let's see, OtterBox CEO Jim Park believes that the partnership between Disney and OtterBox will, quote, Combine the trusted protection of OtterBox with the magic of Disney Parks. Uh, Park also expressed that the designs of the future collections will represent Disney Park guests' favorite characters and attractions. It is a What's phone OtterBox? case. Yeah, oh, it's, it's like a double best. case. It's like a plastic case, but then a rubber case over the top of it. And it's it's you can drop them and yeah, you can drop that but sucker they're very expensive nothing. um nothing i was looking online like the the one for the iphone 7 plus is like 55 dollars but that's just the one on on the otterbox i'm sure it's going to be even more than that uh when it gets in the stores 
Well, and Disney charges an arm and a leg for theirs anyway. But they're very nice cases. The one I have um, has like a built the built-in plastic screen, um, and then like the the rubber around it so that it bounces basically off. It's it's like ultra protective, and and they are very bulky, but they're. I, I don't leave the Apple store the, or the AT&T store or wherever the store I get my phone without buying an OtterBox because I'm that hard on phones. And so then see, and that's why I haven't, I haven't been to D-Tech and got a custom phone is because they none of those didn't offer any protection. So I'm excited. Yeah. I was going to say Ian made so Ian wouldn't get Zoe's phone uh-huh. fi- her phone screen fixed until she uh until yeah. she got re- agreed to get an OtterBox for it. In, in Mixler you can drive your car over them and they still work. <laughs> I I'm not going to test that yep. though. So all right. Uh let's see. Let's go with Nancy. Okay. Well, does anybody else have anything to do on November 18th <laughs> besides celebrate Mickey's birthday oh, at your it. favorite Disney theme park? So, yeah. So what's Disneyland going to do? Disneyland is going to have a special celebration cavalcade for Mickey Mouse, which means it's going to be one kind of little parade float followed by a couple things, um, including some of his special friends along with the Disneyland band. See, told you. Um, the cavalcade will begin at It's a Small World, heading towards Sleeping Beauty uh, Castle, where we'll pause briefly for a special moment. Mm-hmm. Ooh, a special moment. Um, before he- continuing on down Main Street to the end. Um, apparently, there'll be lots of opportunities to sing Happy Birthday during the cavalcade, and Happy Birthday Mickey buttons will be handed out to guests on their way into the park. So fuss if you don't get one. Um, let's see. Um, in the days leading up to his birthday, Mickey's going to visit destinations such as Japan, Chile, Canada, China, England, and the U.S. And he will be sharing snapshots on Disney's Mickey Mouse Facebook and Instagram pages. Um, and if you're in New York City and you want to see Mickey, um, he'll be visiting the Good, the Good Morning America studios on November 17th. So... Come on down to Disneyland, get your button, sing happy birthday to Mickey, and love the little cavalcade. Woo. If I remember correctly, I was there last year for his birthday. I don't remember getting a button, but I do remember the cavalcade, and I remember us singing happy birthday to him, and then them shooting confetti into the air, and the kids going after it. It was it was really charming. I, I really enjoyed it. So if people are going to be in the parks during that time, How I would recommend... How old is 95 this year? Um, 94. He looks pretty good for it. 94, he right? He sure does. I can't do that math. 1928 minus, yeah. Okay. yeah. He's 90, isn't so he? 1920, what's, what's his birthday? 1928? 19, okay. Uh, yes, officially. All right. Uh, thank you, Nancy. Michael? It's November, another month of fun-filled activities at the Walt Disney Family Museum. The Films of the Month, the classic Sword in a Stone from 1963, and That Darn Cat, the 1965 Haley Mills vehicle, not the more modern one. Uh, and they're continuing Ivan Earl, My Life, and um, and Painting a Painting, both terrific films. A couple of talks, well, actually one was 
was on Saturday, but it was excellent. Ivan Earl's influence on Frozen and Pocahontas. And I have a feeling I'll be talking about, I'll be doing another Ivan Earl show, most likely on Connecting with Walt. And I'll talk about this, but believe it or not, it makes me excited to actually watch Frozen again. So, um, Wait, so say, that again, say that again, please. Yeah, it makes me, I know, isn't that, I'm, <laughs> I was impressed with, uh, the, the, artist who was uh the creative director of pocahontas and frozen he um he really ivan earl really influences his work and he talked about how he used ivan earl's um techniques in those two films and in all of the frozen films including we even saw a little sneak peek of the uh, you know Olaf's, I don't know, great Christmas adventure cavalcade, whatever's coming up before Coco in a couple of weeks. So, um, so it, and it, it looks very cute. So there, uh, another talk is on November 11th, yesterday's tomorrow, Disney's magical mid-century. This is with Don Hahn, and he's going to discuss his most recent book, Yesterday's Tomorrow, Disney's magical mid-century, which is published by Disney Editions. And, um, well, he's going to um, talk about the many contributions Walt and his staff made to the mid-century era. And he'll talk about the designers that helped create the nostalgic Disney look and explore the history of mid-century design as it relates to the Walt Disney Studios and I'm sure is how it's expressed in that wonderful re-themed Incredit Coaster at Pixar Pier. <laughs> Uh, anyway, family, there's a cool family activity. If you're all looking forward to Coco on November 12th at 1130 a.m., author Matt De La Pena and illustrator Ana Ramirez are going to read their newest children's book, um, Coco, Miguel and the Grand Harmony. And this is based on the Disney Pixar's newest film, Coco. And in this um, book, you learn all about Miguel and his adventures and find out how Ramirez created her illustrations based on the animated film. Uh, just a note, this is a program intended for children. Adults are not permitted to this program without children, and children are not permitted without adults. Um, there's a couple of experts. Exhibitions, Awaking Beauty, the Art of Ivan Earl, continues through January 8th. And Home for the Holidays at Carrollwood um, begins November 9th, and it goes through January 8th. This is a tradition at the Walt Disney Family Museum. Uh, the, what they do is it's, an, it's a seasonal installation that celebrates Walt's family and his love of trains. And so they have uh, an elaborate three-dimensional model of the Disney family home on Carrollwood Drive in Holmby Hills, and it also features um, Walt's steam locomotive, the Lily Bell, and chugging along the Carwood Pacific fair weather route. This, uh, and what's cool is that they, it's going to be decorated this year with seasonal lights. So it looks as it looked during Christmas. New this year, and I actually saw it yesterday. The exhibition is going to allow visitors a look inside the caboose car of the original Lily Bell. Um, you know, Walt built the caboose car himself. It's fully furnished and it was entirely constructed and decorated by Walt Disney. And it even has one of those um, you know, metal pot belly stoves that he made. Oh, himself so cool. it is it's very cool to see i've never seen the inside of it before also they have um they have from the disney family home images of christmas cards from the walt disney company and disney artists they have personal snapshots of walt and his family during the christmas um 
holidays as well. Also, they're going to be screening um, Christmas with Walt Disney. This was a film made for and shown only at the Walt Disney Family Museum during the holidays. It is um, narrated by um, his daughter and so Diane Disney Miller. And I, I believe Don Hahn produced it. Um, so for information about event times and to purchase tickets, we'll have a link to the museum's website in our show notes, which is WaltDisney.com. So I'll mm-hmm. see you at the museum right. in November. Um, I think that's it. Yeah. Okay. That was everybody. Cool. All right. For the, oh, cavalcade, they were, they were discussing what a cavalcade is in Mixler. Um, like for this one, normally it's what, like the, the main street vehicles with Mickey sitting in, in the back seat, I think is like, like what it normally is or that, what are the, what are the, what's that car that they use, Michael? The, the one that, well, yeah, the, the little brand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. His little they, touring they bring car. Out sometimes for special occasions. Yeah. So Mickey will probably be sitting that, and you know, the other characters on the fire engine, or the or the or the the other the other car, or you know, the omnibus or something. Yeah. Uh, you, you know the sounds. You know the sensational parade. That that would be considered a cavalcade Ooh, in Tokyo Disneyland. Okay. That's why Rob was asking that question. What? <laughs> oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Their parade at Tokyo Disneyland that Kevin Kidney and Joni Daly did was referred to <laughs> as a cavalcade. And it's lar- wow. it's larger than nice. sensational. How long are their normal parades? They're like, what, a half an hour long or something? <laughs> this oh one gosh. was long, too. <laughs> so, All yeah. right, very cool. For those of you listening live, be sure to stick around. We're going to talk about our favorite things about the upcoming holiday season. That is going to do it for this segment of the Diz Unplugged. Be sure to catch all of our other Diz Unplugged podcasts this week. And, of course, we will be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening.